Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex podcast. Your hosts, Stephen, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins, and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 29 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. I am your host, Steve, along with my co-host, Mike. Mike, say hi. How's it going, fellas? We got Devin. I hate you so much. And we have JD. What's happening? And and we have JD. Yes. And we Is that have a question? JD's bird. No, I was just making sure he was there. You never know. So, guys, yeah, this is episode 30 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running anthem. 29. 29. You just jumped on us, man. Jump on the shark here. It's the longest-running. You can tell we've been doing this for 29 episodes because this always goes super smooth, and we never have any issues with the intro. It's the longest-running anthem podcast on the Internet based on a seven-minute video from E3 2017. I see what you did there. You can see what I did there. But awesome. you uh, do know us, so yes. we know you too. You have heard of us. Guys, it's been 29 episodes. We I uh, still haven't heard I have a speculation new. that we're going to make it another 29. You got it. So we're just going to like start over and go 1 through 29 again? Or you mean we're going to end no, up... like an at... additional 29. What is that, like 58? That is like 58. So you think what? we're going to like stop at 58? Or we'll just go past that. What are you saying? Yeah, because the statute of limitations expires and I have to leave the country. <laughs> statute of limitations? Well, wow, things took a turn there. Is that I think by episode 58, the game uh, probably won't be out yet. But uh, No, it actually <laughs> won't. We might know. We might have some new information. Um, we, <laughs> was that? I, I, don't, I can't even like process the way you just laughed right now. Guys, we have a tiny bit of information. We're going to skip over the laugh that Mike just did because it's kind of making me feel awkward. We heard about an event that is going to happen before E3. E3 app starts June 12th with a couple of conferences before that. And E3 announced they will be going back to Hollywood to do EA Play. EA? Yeah, EA. What I say? EA announced. You said E3. E3. Or whatever. EA is going to be at E3, and they're going to be there for their EA Play 2018. So what does that mean? They put out a little press announcement saying, guess what? You want me to just read it, or do you want me to summarize it? How about, Devin, you just summarize it for us? In your best Uh, summary voice, hit us up. So EA Play, they started it last year, so they're doing their own thing because they're not going to be at uh, the actual E3, you know, event so they're doing their own thing so everybody can come and check out their games they said hey we're gonna show off uh the new battlefield game and it'll be playable and they also said uh drum roll they're gonna show off uh an inside look at the new game anthem sorry that was really loud so that's something we're really looking forward to and yeah, we are uh, so we're excited for that get? and there you know it's gonna be lots of fun stuff last year was pretty cool to tune in and watch it they did have some uh cool stuff to show off so i'm more excited for the sims 4 right i think that's already out isn't it i don't know so <laughs> in their press in their press release it says we're going to get it inside look 
at the stunning new action game anthem. It specifically doesn't say that we're going to get hands-on time. Um, yeah. Do you guys think there will actually be hands-on, or is this just going to be another pre-rendered video that they're going to show us? Well, the first one wasn't pre-rendered. Well, you pre-recorded, sorry, pre-recorded video of the <laughs> devs playing Anthem, taking us through a scripted um, a scripted playthrough, I guess. I would say yes, that's the same thing we're going to have. We're going to have uh, possibly more information, and I'm guessing if they'll, they'll do a behind-the-scenes stuff where uh, press can ask more questions and see a little bit more gameplay and information. Um but I think they'll probably do a longer video this time with some more information and uh, hopefully 10 minutes because then we can, you know, do, you know, 40 episodes off of that 10 minutes just all by itself. It's so. true. That's all the content we need. Mike, does that's it all worry, we talk about. Does it worry you at all, Michael, that we are not going to get hands on time with the controller for Anthem after a year um, of when the game was initially announced? Does that worry you at all or no? No, not 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 too terribly. Um, I bet they're working, trying to get everything nice and right. It seems like, and I'm just speculating, of course, it seems like with all the time that they're taking to get us stuff, that they're really trying hard to put out a great product and make a great product. And granted, we are pretty early, so maybe, maybe um, a rough version would deter people. So, so hopefully they're just waiting to to put out a, the best product that they can at this time. Again, just speculation on my part, because what else can any of us do right now? Besides wait, um, we, can Besides all speculate. Speculate. we can all do Anthem <laughs> podcasts where we speculate. JD, are knowing, would you rather them have something playable at this year's E3 or EA Play 2018, or would you rather them just take their time, show us a scripted run-through of the game, you know, they're most likely it's their most polished aspect of the game to show all of us to get everyone really hyped. Would you rather just see that, their most polished, you know, nice front-facing product, or would you rather get hands-on with something that's maybe not quite as finished? I, well, I, I think regardless of what happens, there's a pretty good chance that there's going to be a, a hands-on demo behind closed doors. I'm I'm fairly certain of that because that's that's how um, that's happened in the past with a few other games at about you know at about this stage. Um, but if we're talking about like a hands-on demo, like um, that, just general attendees could play through. I'd rather they spend the time on you know like focusing like on like a release uh, than like making something that is uh, fully. Uh, fully, uh, what's what's the word? Playable. Playable. Uh, well, uh, really? like demo? basically, basically fan proof. Because the whole thing is that usually fan when proof? they have hands-on demos at this early stage, uh, what usually happens is that, is that they have somebody from the uh, studio guiding whoever is in the press to keep them from doing certain things and exposing parts of the game that aren't vision well finished yet. So, I mean, if they would do it on the show floor, they can't micromanage that many people. Well, I don't, I don't think they would bring something like that to where people could play to where you could see a bad portion of the game. I'm sure it'd be pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I would rather they, um, 
I would rather they spend time on just working on the game as opposed to making a demo that is basically free of that for the sake of uh, having general attendees be able to play it at EA Play. Because we're still like, even at EA Play, we'll be like nine months away from launch. Yeah. It seems like so what? long away. So we, I think all of us are planning on being at the EA Play 2018. Um, we're going to be driving down. Are we driving down? We're flying down? I think we're driving down. We'll take Mike's car. Devin, your car's too small. Sorry. You've been voted out. I guess you can drive his car. I don't know. I'll drive Mike's car. Mike's not a great driver. So we'll drive down. Um, I'm kind of excited to go down there and kind of see everything. Um, it should be, I'll meet you guys in person. Time. You'll, meet, you'll meet us in person for the first time and bring corn dogs. So... So, but before we move on, you know, so just to answer what kind of JD was saying about, uh, do you guys hear the echo? No, there's no echo. <laughs> okay. The echo is in your mind. I, I like it. Um, but anyway, so last year at E3 when I was there, they had uh, demos for a ton of different games. And there's usually about 10 spots for people to play. And they had probably two developers in each line of, of games that they were playing. And some of the demos crashed, and, you know, they would just reset them. You know, so I don't think that if they're going to make a behind-closed-doors, behind hands-on demo, uh, I really don't see any reason why they couldn't, you know, let the public play. Even if, because most of them, they let you play for about 10, 15 minutes, and you're not going to get a ton of time to go and break the game. But if it does crash, there's developers there that can just reset it. You know, that's what they did at E3, and there were seventy-five thousand attendees. So, um, and there's probably going to be issue. there's probably going to be a lot more attendees this year as well. Um, because of I don't know. Up. I mean, like seventy-five thousand was super crowded. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't know how many there were at EA Play, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. So, because yeah. it's free. EA Play is going to be free though. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, EA, it's going to be free. They're going to send out some more information in the future, so it'll be exciting to see. Be a fun event. We'll go down there. And if it's a bust, hey, we'll go to Disney and we'll just hang out and have churros. All right, so moving on, guys. We had a little bit of talk about some static weapons versus progressing weapons. So, JD, you had this little topic here, so we'll let you take it away. Kind of give us a breakdown and tell us what this is all about, huh? So basically on the subreddit, there was somebody asking whether or not it would be better to have more like uh, fixed stats or if it would be better to have guns that actually level up and progress with you over the course of you playing the game. And to this, Brennan Holmes, uh, which was... One advantage to having a more static model is that it's a lot easier to entice players into different styles of gameplay. You find something new, it's more powerful than what you have, you're likely to give it a go. Alternatively, with things that grow in power over time or usage, you tend to get a lot more attached to the items you have. They start to form part of the identity of your character. Ends on the progression goals are, well, on what the progression goals are with a given system. Currently, we're doing both. Well, we're doing both styles for different areas of progression. Obviously, gave his own thoughts on uh, static weapons versus uh, progressive weapons. 
hear like what you guys thought like if you guys had a preference if you guys had thoughts on either or maybe a more middle of the road response yeah i have a definite uh thought on this is that i think it really depends right on what type of game that you're making and what uh what your end goal is i like the idea of weapons that actually level up with you progress with you almost like maybe um, an artifact weapon from World of Warcraft that you can put points into in different aspects and it almost becomes a separate skill tree for your character to where you really can customize how you want to play the way you want to play. Um, I like that idea more than having static weapons. The one, the one thing about static weapons that I've, that I've never really liked is that as you have a static weapon system, like those early level weapons they get used for such a short amount of time and it seems like the developers still have to put a lot of work into making those weapons and it seems like they just get you never really get to enjoy like a level one level two level three weapon right you replace it so quickly that it doesn't really mean much and maybe and maybe they shouldn't because they want you to get attached and want you to be chasing the newest the best weapon that's behind you know content or story content or whatever but I've never liked that because it seems like you put so much work into something that gets underused while you're trying to chase the top, you know, 10 items in a video game. If that makes any sense at all. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Devin, what do you think? Uh, so I think um, they could probably have both. Right. So if you have one or the other, Devin, pick it. Gun to your head. And... You have to pick one. Huh? Gun to the head, you have to pick one. None of this middle-of-the-road stuff. Well, no, I mean, lots of games have both, right? So they have weapons and armor that are, are static weapons. So if you level up, you get better weapons for that level. Or you can have, like, heirloom weapons or things that level up with you. But they take longer to level up. Um, if it was a long-term, you know... MMO type game, I would do the progressive weapons, but those always require continuous tuning because um, everything's going to be progressing all the time. So you have to. Yes, as I was saying, you can have both options in the did game. Did you say both um, or did you say both with an L? I said both. <laughs> There's no L in both. Both. Just because it doesn't have an accent. Don't make fun of me, Steven. You don't right? have an accent. This is a safe accent. space. Okay. You don't have to make fun of me, all right? I, <laughs> I was just asking. I was confused. I did, wanted to clarify if you knew that you were saying both. Yeah, that's how I say it. Oh, okay. Tomato, tomato, potato, potato. I don't, I don't think that counts here because you're both, adding an both. extra letter to both. That's eh, how we do things in the South. Don't worry about it. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. C carry on. Anyways, you can have both... Uh, <laughs> fixed and progressive. Uh, I really just think it depends on the longevity and what they want to do. If you have progressive weapons, you have to do a lot of tuning over time, a lot of nerfs, because they ultimately become the strongest gear in the game. Uh, so it depends on how they want to do it for leveling. If they want... Uh, you know, I, I think if they have the progressive weapons in there, they have to make it a lot harder to level uh, that gear so that, you know... If you make that choice, you're going to be more vulnerable and uh, more susceptible to dying in the wild of the, uh, you know, 
planet. Well, what and, makes you say uh, that? That uh, that they would have to make it harder for you just because you could become overpowered? Well, I mean, it's a guarantee. If it just keeps leveling, it's going to become overpowered. You'll have to nerf it, right? Well, I guess it depends so, on what extent, right? If there's a couple of nodes or if it's just a couple and maybe percentage points, it wouldn't become so bad if they cap out. Well, I mean, if it caps, then it, it eventually stops leveling, so then it's kind of pointless. It's not; it's no longer progressive. I guess if you just have it progressive to a certain amount, you know, that's fine, but then it just becomes a static weapon where it's stuck, you know. Uh, so then it becomes more like a weapon, you know, that or gear that you use, and then you forget because as soon as they release DLC and, and up things, if they don't put that into to factoring in your progressive gear, you know, which a lot of times they don't because they want to get rid of old gear that may be overpowered or something else, so they're going a different direction. Um, so really, it just depends on what their long-term look is for the game, I think, for me. Um, I don't mind the leveling or the, the static weapons. I think that's easier for them to to implement into the game. But I think if you had like an in-game uh, progressive uh, weapons and armor, that that would be something cool. So it's like, okay, hey, you, to, you know, you've completed everything else. You're at the max level. Now you can start over with this other gear that you can level up and get some better stats. But it's just going to take some time, and you're going to be more vulnerable to attacks and other things uh, than what you have currently. So you have to kind of level that up again. So that'd be something you could do. And maybe it's a capped progression, but it could go, you know, a certain percentage over the max level. So. Yeah, Mike as the resident um, social media leader for Anthem. What would you say the uh, the philosophy on the weapon system is for Anthem? We can neither confirm nor deny a weapon system in the upcoming game Anthem. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I think it's probably a good fair enough answer enough. that we're going to get from you. So, JD, was there anything else you wanted to cover about the weapons? And the answer that Brennan gave us? I mean, no, not really. I, I just know that personally, I am more of a fan of weapons progressing with you. There should definitely be some kind of incentive to try out other weapons. Um, because all things that I've had weapons in Destiny 2 or in Warframe or in, you know, like similar style of game that built to Anthem be at this point where I would have never tried that weapon because I thought it didn't sound like my kind of thing until I tried it. And then I was like, Oh, this is actually a whole new, like we enjoy this is a fun weapon to use. So I, I think they should really embrace progression. Some kind of incentive to, uh, get you to try out new weapons as well aside from just having them have better stats or something like that or bonus to it so as far as weapons go like what what draws you guys to a particular weapon that you're playing a game is it the way it looks the way it sounds is it purely stats purely numbers what makes you say man i really want to go for that thing mike what draws you in First thing that draws me in is aesthetics. What does it look like? Does it look like a cool weapon? Um, or does it look like something that's been reskinned three or four different times to fit the uh, to fit the DLC that dropped and the theme 
of the enemy that we happen to be fighting this time. I think handling is a big thing. Um, the sound, the sound, I think, plays a bigger part than people think. Um, and I think um, it's got, I, I don't rely so much on stats. If I find something that I like visually, if it looks better than, than something that has better stats, I'll probably go for the visually better one as opposed to the um, higher stats one. Okay. Is there a specific aesthetic that you like? Blocky, futuristic, old school, western? I like, um, I guess my taste is, is mostly centered on like realistic guns that I would actually probably own. Like the future stuff, um, I have a hard time with the Needler from Halo. I I don't like it very much. <laughs> Devin had a heart attack. Um, no, Devin doesn't like I don't, Halo, so. I don't like the way that looks very much. Um, but... Uh, what am I trying to say? Um, however, the uh, the new sidearms from uh, Destiny Two, like like uh, the ones that just look like a regular pistol, mm-hmm. I, I like those. I like the look of that, you know. And so, so something I more like grounded. More, something more grounded. I guess that's a good way to put it. Something more grounded. Cool, JD. Do you have a specific aesthetic and weapons that you are usually drawn to in games? Oh man, I I mean I definitely like the appearance of you know something like a like a Browning or a, you know like your like a light machine gun. I have always been a fan of those sorts of guns in video games, uh, just primarily because I've had a lot of experience where I am not the best shot, and I know I'm going to miss. So something with a big clip for me. Um, brain but for spray. me, um, <laughs> brain spray. Uh, but for me, over the years, as I've gotten you know like better, in I, I've I've I no longer need to use those weapons, but I still prefer the the aesthetic. It's kind of nostalgic, well, nostalgic for me to use those. However, the thing that more of draws me to a certain weapon is um, what it does. So it kind of ended up evolving from to things like um, flamethrowers or arc throwers or you know like uh, cryo guns like I, I like I like guns like that as well or uh, or or beam uh, beam rifles love beam rifles so something um, with more particle effects that are kind of like visually represented not just bullets that you can't see flying through flying through space something you can actually there's a visual a cue on the on the screen. Norm. A little bit, like it's it's not so much about like what it does, uh, like like how it looks. It's more so about like um, the kind of damage it does, and like how like a flamethrower can like get like a whole crowd of people as opposed to um, bullets that have some good piercing on them to like mow down a crowd um, of AI people. AI people, not real people. <laughs> I think we okay, Devin. Do you have a specific aesthetic that you're drawn to? Um, so for me, it really just depends. Uh, 
I've been trying to think about if there's a specific type that I like, but um, I don't know. I change so often of what I like. Uh, honestly, what I'm really hoping for, we've talked about it before, was they have, I hope they have like a transmog system. So it's not where, I guess you could say I go more for what the gun can do but then to what it looks like. And I really hate to have to choose that. Uh, I hate that I have to uh, use a weapon that I don't like the way it looks, the way it sounds or anything, but it is the best weapon to use in the game. And so I have to use that one. And um, sometimes, like with other games in the past, I've even gone the way like Mike where he he would go f more for the way it looks than what it does. Um, and I just learned how to use, you know, deal with the uh, limitations of that weapon because I like the way it looks more. I think that's more towards what I, I went to, you know, in, at the end of Destiny 1 and, and uh, the start of Destiny 2, what I was doing. I just went with the weapons that I liked the way they looked. And if they weren't very good, it was just like whatever. Um, I just got tired of being anyway. cornered into this is the type of weapons you have to use. And, you know, I want to be able to have my weapons look the way I want to look. And not and you know not be forced to have to use specific weapons. So that's a really hard, hard thing I think uh, to find in a game that you can look the way you want to look, but still have the effects that you want. You know, still have the desired weapon uh, stats and things like that. Um, so that's what I'm really hoping for. I can have the transmog system where you can change it to the way I want it to look, but still be the effective weapon uh, in the game. So that I mean, really, that's. I don't want it to be where everybody has the same gear, same you know, same armor, same weapons, because that's the best gear in the game. So you have to use that. Uh, you know, if they do that, I I really want to be able to change the way it looks, so that I can you know, look the way I want, and not look like everyone else. Well, fair enough. I think when uh, next year comes around and we're all playing Anthem and we're all rolling with Jara's Wrath, we're just going to be <laughs> disappointed that that's the the strongest gun in the game. Any bets that if that game, that gun even makes it into the game? I'm going to say no, it doesn't. I'm going to say that's your starting weapon. <laughs> Charge Wrath starting weapon. All right, guys, I think for this week, um, we've kind of touched on all the news that has been going around um, Anthem, all the stuff that we actually wanted to talk about. There's not a lot going on. So I think we're going to end it here. Unless you guys object and you had something that just popped up, they hey, we got to talk about this before next week. We're going to shut this thing down, right? <laughs> He's like, <laughs> what the crap is going on? I know, I just always assume you're laughing. So, guys, thanks for tuning in to episode 29 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest running anthem podcast on the internet based on the seven minute video. You can find us all on facebook.com slash freelancer codex. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Steve Lampson, Devin at Neverfear, Micah M. Lampson 25, and JD the Joke Dealer. Or you can send us an email if you want to contact us and tell us that this is the worst podcast you've ever listened to. Um, you can do that, I guess. Probably won't read it, but whatever. You can do it if you want to. It makes you feel better. You can do it. that at freelancercodex at gmail.com. But until next time, guys, looks like there's a shaper storm on the horizon. We'll see you on the other side. Peace. Catch you later. Bye. And the echo's back. <laughs>